Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Oh, hello. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we go through primates in popular culture from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. Today we're joined, we being me, Matt Stewart, the host, in case you didn't get that, uh, maybe on the artwork, I don't know. And I'd love to introduce uh, one of my primates, Mr. Nick Mason. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Matt. Thanks so much for being on the show. Is, is it weird to do a solo intro with just one man staring at you? Because <laughs> it, it's always whenever you do a new show, you're like, am I allowed to jump in? Am I allowed to be? Because yeah. maybe you'll be like, welcome to primates. And I'll be like, primates. <laughs> and you'll be like, shut up. Shut up. That's not how it's done around here. Well, no, because it's so early on. This is a very early episode. Uh, I don't even know which episode this is, but it's a very early Oh, it's one. right up top. Okay, this so, is exciting. So, I mean, we're making up the rules as we go. Yeah. Well, so so tell me about... The, the speaking of the rules of this podcast, what is what why is why are you doing this, Matt? Is my question. Oh, okay, sure, great question. Uh, have you answered this five times already? I don't know if I have. I think I've it has been discussed. It was, um, it's it all came down to this one night not too long ago where I was feeling really sad, okay, and I'm like, I need a big dumb blockbuster movie. And I went on to Google Play or whatever the movie uh-huh. thing is, and I and I was looking up new releases or something, and I'm like. Uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, sure. That no, sounds uh-huh. like a dumb blockbuster uh-huh. movie. Um, and I watched that and I'm like, any movie with of the twice in the title. Yep, sure, right. <laughs> can't be. So that's going to be a romp, right? Oh, absolutely. I wanted, yeah. a, I wanted a yeah. romp. Yeah. And anyway, I cried Weekend multiple- off at Bernie's. <laughs> exactly. That's one of the classics. Mm-hmm. Weekend, that was, this, was that the sequel? Rise of the Weekend of the, the Planet of the Bernie's. Bernie's, yes. Um, and yeah, I, I cried multiple times, and I've just been, I became obsessed with those movies wow. a little bit. Do you feel that 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 primates are a reflection of us? Yes. Are you? Are we watching all these movies to to gain a, a with 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 monkeys to gain a better understanding of ourselves? Yes, the monkeys are putting up a mirror to us. Yeah, right. And do we like what we see? That's the question. Mm. Depends on the movie. I guess, yeah. Today, um, I, I got you to select a movie. What movie have you selected? I've chosen. 
a movie that I I never saw before this this point, but uh, the great Dunstan checks in with the great Jason Alexander oh. and the great Faye Dunaway is in this movie. Yes, and the great some annoying kids. Yes, that's They're right. So I hate them. To to bring it right back, if you've never seen the movie Dunstan checks in, sure. which, which I hadn't, but you'd seen as a I kid. Saw, I, was... I saw it at the cinemas. Wow. with my friend Adam. I remember. I think I was in primary school. Uh huh. I, I remember it like we were there by ourselves, but I'm imagining <laughs> there was probably an adult there with us. Uh huh. And probably other people in the cinema also. Yeah, we, yeah, we had it to ourselves. Yeah, right. I I grew up very affluent. Um, <laughs> Well, I was like, yeah, my my dad was Daddy Wallbucks. Father, um, from father, the- purchase all the tickets in the cinema, yes. father. Because, he, yeah, he, he wouldn't want us sort of sitting around, you know, scummy normal people. No, precisely. And that's what he called them, oh, scummy normal yeah. people. This world would operate so much better if it wasn't for all the scummy normal all people. All these normies. Yeah, normos. All these poor normos. Yeah. Poor mos, he called them. Yeah, he did. Poor mos. Poor mos. Yeah, it took a while. He started... Poor normals, um, but yeah, over the years it evolved. Poor um, much like the monkeys did into humans. Is that how it worked? <laughs> yeah, that's we've tied it all together. <laughs> all right, episode over, guys. We tied it all together. Okay, no. So, so it's set in uh, the majestic hotel. It's a five star hotel. Majestic can, by name. Majestic by nature. You can tell because of the fancy, the fancy breakfasts that are being served in the morning. Yes. There's a there's a there's an opening montage where they pour, you know, they pour the coffee and they set up the food, and I'm like. I'm I'm on board initially. I'm like, ooh, cup of tea, ooh, cup of coffee feels good. I'm like, ooh, this movie's going to be, hmm, I like it. And then they started serving like 90s fruit salads and I'm yeah. like, oh, no. We've moved on. We've moved on from this. It's all about plating. We've also moved on from because the, the credits, so that was like a montage for the credits. They don't have to do that anymore. Is that right? Yeah, they they went forever. Did I credits. learn that from a maybe from your podcast? At uh, you some know, point? I think maybe it was Star Wars. Star so Wars. that's been it's been a tradition for a while. You don't have to put the credits <laughs> all up all the way up front. Maybe it's a throwback. Maybe it's a deliberate throwback to like a right. like a fast from the thirties. Yeah, it, it did have a bit of a classic feel about mm. it in some ways. Yes, <laughs> and in not in other ways. So anyway, so it's set in this five star hotel called the Majestic Hotel, and there are these two kids that I guess live in the they live in the hotel. And it, it opens on them just doing a prank on a guy, just on a pr- just a prank on a guy doing his job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really annoying. It, yeah, the way it was set up, they were like trying to get this guy in a position, somehow very specifically get him. They'd stop the fountain and then wait till he, for some reason, looked directly into the fountain. <laughs> and they knew he was going to do that. Is he in position yet? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Like, what are the odds that he'd notice it, let yeah, alone right. go and put his eye well, up he, against well, it? Well, he's some sort of middle manager at the hotel, so he's 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 he's, he's got an eye for the details. Yeah, that's true. But then, but and also the kids are like one of the kids who's on the lookout. There's a there's a kid on the lookout, and there's a kid on like the fountain plumbing patrol kind of thing, ready yeah. to flip the switch. And this one kid on the lookout is like, "You should see this woman who's checking in. She's like a thousand pounds." And I'm like. No, nah, no good, mate. Yeah, no, no, I'm already offside, mate. Yeah, nah. that, those kids early on, and then he and so that was no good. And then his brother um, responded by saying, "That's that's physically impossible," or something <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. That's physically implausible. Something that was like trying to make us realize early on that this guy's real is a real smart. Yeah, he's a kid. real whiz kid. Yeah, but. It didn't have that effect on me. No, just made him annoying. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, so I'm I ha- I'm hating him straight away. And soon after, the kid who was the physically implausible, he um long haired nineties. 
sort oh, of kid so with 90s. rollerblades. I think he had rollerblades on at that point. They both, yeah, they were both rollerblade. Don't worry about that. And and then he was he was turned out to be a real creep. Yeah, soon after. That's right. He's later on. Spoiler alert. Later on, he's just perving on girls at the pool over over the surveillance system. And he's being allowed to by the secu- head of security. Also a pervert. It's a lot so of people. Weird. A lot of people in this movie should be arrested, in my opinion. Yeah, real. Mm. A lot of no goodness in front of the camera and behind the camera. Yes. Mm. But anyway. <laughs> so, Dun- I mean, Dunstan doesn't, he doesn't, I mean, does he even really check in? He's more smuggled no, in. he's smuggled Dunstan's in. Dunstan's smuggled his, in. His, his owner or his, his, his slaver checks him in, yeah. What's Dunstan- his name? Uh, uh, Lord something or other, Lord Rutledge. Lord Rutledge. Played by Rupert Everett. Like with a with great prosthetic teeth, with great prosthetic gap tooth, in, <laughs> yeah. in the style of like I can't remember his name, but there's like a very famous gap toothed British actor I right. think from back in the day. Yeah, I think it's, it's like he's doing a parody of that. I just if I could just go back briefly, I don't know how Please. much time we have, but probably hours here. Yeah, I mean it's a podcast. Yeah, we got all the time in the world. Just if we go back to the prank, so oh, yes. so so they 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 wait for the guy to. Uh, they wait for the, the the manager to look directly in the directly down the barrel of the fountain, and then they turn the water back on, and then he just t- he just moves out of the way slightly, yeah. And then it sprays like the the heavy set woman in the back, and she screams like she's been shot in the head, and she falls into the fountain, and then the stream of water then hits another guy who then also falls into the fountain, yep. drops his dog in the fountain. It's a it's a Farce of monumental proportions. For quite a while, the other guy, the man with the dog named Neil, after Neil Armstrong, who we mentioned a few <laughs> times, um, he he's just standing in the stream, yeah. s- like screaming. Yeah, He could yeah. just take a step either side. He's hysterical, that man, <laughs> yeah. But instead, no, he, he, flaps, he flaps ineffectually at the stream of water and then he just falls in the fountain after his dog. And he's, spoiler alert, he is the... He's the reviewer. He's he's there to review the the hotel and potentially give it a six star. Yes. So, look, I would have left immediately. I'd have been like dangerous water fountain situation. He really puts up with a lot in <laughs> yeah, the movie, for sure. Yeah. Because they, the uh, owner of the hotel, uh, Faye Dunaway, mm. she erroneously picks out. Uh, the evil man as the reviewer. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're giving him the the all the. The VOP treatment, while this other guy, unfortunately, is copping water in the face. Yeah, <laughs> amongst the, other things, the ultimate indignity: some yeah. water in the face. Uh, the uh, Rupert Everett character, when he checks in, mm-hmm. uh, it should really be called Dunstan's owner checks in. Rupert Everett checks in character as a character checks in. Checks in in mm-hmm. character as a character. Yes, that's which right. Is, is that true? Is he really a lord? That's never really clear. I no, guess. it's not clear, is it? No. If he's playing a character or not. Mm. But um, maybe he's one of those rich people that that does bad stuff at, for a thrill. Was this something that was different in the nineties? My memories of the nineties aren't super strong. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Hypercolor. About- All I remember is hypercolor. But he he's, he bags out Jason Alexander, who's who sort of is the main man, the manager mm-hmm. of the hotel. Mm-hmm. He. Um, Dresses him down about uh, the temperature of the champagne in his room. Mm. Rupert Everett is not happy. He <laughs> says he could bloody he could have bloody had a bath in that, in that champagne. champagne it was yeah. so warm, mm. right? And there's a group of women around him giggling like he's like he's flirtatiously. A, yeah, with him. right. Uh huh. Was that a thing in the nineties that being an asshole was really attractive? Well, I'll, you know, I love a bad boy. You right? do love a bad boy. That's Everybody true. loves a bad boy. So maybe a it wasn't a bad boy. <laughs> Maybe that's just a universal, timeless quality that people yeah, like. I d- yeah, I don't know. But also, like, 
Nobody likes a fop either. Yeah. He's a fop. Yeah, it he's feels a, like he's... He's a man smoking a cigarette in a holder, you know? He's not... Nothing about him was was by today's standards. I'm just thinking, like, what, what was this 90s world? Look, we just have to... We have to dive into this amazing fantasy world of Dunstan Checks. That's and right. we have to, we, There's some stuff we just have to roll with, you Check know? your disbelief at the door yeah. when you're watching Dunstan Checks. That's in. right. And that's what check your disbelief and your monkey I at think the door. That was one of the um one of the the taglines. Another one of the taglines was he's about to turn a five star hotel into a three ring circus. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> Which is great fun. That is some good stuff. What do you reckon Rotten Tomatoes uh, rated it as? as I think this is going to I think it's going to Oh, see that's the thing because the thing about Rotten Tomatoes reviews is that they Rotten Tomatoes only started like Ten years ago, so every every so a lot of the time they don't they don't collate all the old right. reviews. I think it's just modern, like it's it's oh, it's people these days that. going like, oh, this movie sucked. Where's yeah. the you know? Because it looked like a, it did get a lot of favorable reviews at the time. Yeah, right. Fun family. I mean, it's a family movie, so. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I talk, I'll talk about a movie at length for an hour and I'm like, well, this certainly this plot twist is a little dumb. I can't believe this character didn't realise blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, it's a it's a PG film for yeah. children. I forgot about that. So, that none of that matters yeah, at all. Nobody's thinking about that. I'm going to say I'm going to say it's certified rotten based, yes. on, based, uh, on the, based on modern day reviews. 6%. Okay, that's pretty rotten. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was a 6% movie. No, it, was it was certainly not great. Yeah, but it was fine. Yeah. Right? For what it was and what it was yeah. meant to be. It uh-huh. was it was fun. I mean, yeah. things didn't make sense. No. But that like, you know, it's a movie about an orangutan yeah. who moves into a hotel. Mm. Sort of. Yeah, should we we should talk about the orangutan Sure, I think, let's I feel. do that. So played by Sam, this orangutan. Oh, something um I've been trying to and probably failing at is ask my guests, what is your favorite primate? My favourite primate uh, is specifically, I think he's still alive, but there's a silverback gorilla at the at the Melbourne Zoo. And I enjoy him because he appears... Please don't Google to see if he's dead or not. <laughs> I, I bet he's dead. Who, who was the... Wasn't there a big gorilla who died recently? Harambe? Coco. This, yeah, you're not talking about no, I'm Coco. I'm not talking about Coco. He's just... He's a silverback gorilla and... He's like he's an he's enormous, and what I love about him is when you go because he looks like a human in a in a gorilla suit, like right. he's so the movements and the just the the whole his whole air about him is that he's a he's he's so close to being human, but he's not human. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm looking he's, at he's, photos. This is like yeah, that is the iconic sort of Melbourne Zoo. Gorilla, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's maybe even the symbol of the. It could be. Oh, yeah. yeah the uh-huh. symbol of the Melbourne Zoo is, is three silverback gorillas. Well I, well, I hope he's doing well then. <laughs> yeah. But just the, they're. I so- mean, they've gone all in. Yeah. Melbourne Zoo is all in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I and they're like because they're enormous and they're kind of I don't know the silverback gorillas. Yeah, they yeah. are great. Yeah, and also I. One time, the last time I was at the zoo, somebody in particular was asking about. I, I think it may be may have been the previous silverback gorilla, and they said, "Oh, oh, where's where's this guy?" And he asked for him by name, and and they said, "Oh," and they looked. They sort of shuttled. They waited till the kids shuttled away, and they went, "Oh, we had to move him to." There's another zoo. I think it's Healesville Zoo, and they went, "We had to. We had to actually like to move him to Healesville." Zoo, because he inseminated all the other female gorillas. Is that one in particular your favourite? No, no, <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> that's all, all right, mate. So yep. I think that's saying a lot about yourself mm-hmm. there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I really did think 
removing the kids away <laughs> made it feel like, but I understand why they had to do that. Yeah, it's too, yeah. You know, you don't want to necessarily bring on that talk. No, absolutely um, not. Although maybe a a, per, a perfect learning opportunity. Maybe that's where the kids learn. That's yeah. where Homer learned about love. <laughs> that dog is trying to jump over that other dog. We're not quite making it. That was <laughs> that was a Simpsons thing as well. I get it. I like the Simpsons. Let's <laughs> talk about the Simpsons. Great. It's about time. Yeah, finally. Um, well, do you want to do you want to hear a bit about um, the orangutan who played Dunstan? Yes. So Sam is his name. Sam's his say. name. Born in uh, born on Christmas Eve, Eve nineteen eighty nine in Miami, Florida. Well, that's very close. That's so close. You'd only get once at a presence. Yeah. Mm. Nickname Sammy. Eh, All right. I don't okay. know if that's worth writing down. But mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. Uh, and height uh, five foot, just over a meter and a is half. Is that big tall. for an orangutan? That's a that's a good size. Good size for an orangutan. That's a good size for an orangutan. Okay. Do you want me to read out a little bio off the IMDb? I would love to. Yes. Sammy first uh, lived in, at a Miami tourist attraction owned by an orangutan breeder. When he was only eighteen months old, he was sold along with infant Jerry to a Los Angeles trainer who tr- who worked chimpanzees in Hollywood. Sammy and Jerry grew up together in the entertainment world, working in many commercials and TV shows such as Baywatch. <laughs> I don't know how they. How would they have written an orangutan into Baywatch? Drowning orangutan. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then the Baywatch rescues him. Wow. Yeah. Right. Hasselhoff. Yeah. Yep. Doing survival or stroke. Orangutan steals a speedboat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. that. We're talking later seasons, probably. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I, I think we're probably going to have to do an episode about that episode <laughs> at some point. Um, they also starred in several movies, including The Flintstones. Planet of the Apes? That must have been the 90s Planet of the Apes. Yeah, maybe, maybe the Tim Burton one, yeah. Why would they have why would they have needed a real one? A real maybe he's because in the in the I believe on the spaceship there's an orangutan. Oh. So maybe and they and then then that that flies off into into a void or what have you. So I think and then they chase after it. So I think maybe that's him. Right. If, if I had to guess. Okay. I'm no Orangutan scholar. Well, I'm no, no, hey, play, please. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk am, down about yourself. But I am Sam's biographer, so yes. so I. You, I mean, something. you wrote this. I did write that. You know, I know, I know some things. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so Planet of the Apes. I didn't. I should have probably read this before now. Nah. But any, and Sammy's most famous movie, Dunstan checks there in. There we go. Good. Where Sammy plays the part of Dunstan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Sammy became too strong and dangerous to work, he was retired to it. Oh fuck. Oh, no, maybe you should have read this ahead of time. He was retired to a small cage at the trainer's compound where he became a breeder. Sammy oh. and Jerry produced one infant, Jam, who was hand-raised by the trainers. This sounds fucked. That's grim. Yeah. Retired to a small cage. Well, that's certainly taught us something about human nature, hasn't it? Uh, that humans are a bunch of pricks. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I kind of knew that already. Yeah, oh. right. <laughs> really hammers at home, doesn't it? A small cage. Yuck. That's not what you do to move retired movie no, stars. It's not where Clooney's going to end up when he retires, is it? Or is it? Maybe it is. <laughs> I, just, I mean, maybe I'm... this is the done thing. We don't know. So you, geez, that's why a lot of actors work in a, you know their late yeah their twilight. Don't want to end up in that cage. Oh boy. <laughs> um, Del in... Brooks, he's just avoiding that cage. Still out there. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Is he, he's still kicking Melbourne. He's still alive. I'm That's fairly really confident. That's news. Mm-hmm. That's great news. Mm. Uh, then in December 2004, both Sammy and Jerry were sent to the Centre for Great Apes, 
one of the only non-profit sanctuaries in North America dedicated to the rescue and permanent care of orangutans. Well, this sounds better. Okay, that's better, yeah. Their son, Jam, arrived at the sanctuary four months later. Surely that's why straight to the small cage. Yeah, right. We could have skipped that stage <laughs> yeah. altogether. Uh-huh. Send him to the trees. Uh, Sammy was very attached to his lifelong companion, Jerry. While Jerry has been reintroduced to her offspring, Jam, Sammy was aggressive to Jam during howdy sessions, which is in inverted commas. Mm -hmm. Howdy sessions. That's a technical term, I guess. Uh, And was likely jealous of Jerry's attention to the youngster. So Jerry spent her time between Sammy and Jam. Ugh. Mm. (laughs) This is a full-on story. This is featured... Animals in cages and some sort of weird divorce proceedings where they get custody. Sammy only gets custody over the weekends. No, no good. No good. Mm. This feels like it could be a movie in it in itself. Uh, Sam did have an odd quirk. Oh, this is a bit. Of, I'm bringing a bit of light. Okay, back here now. we go. Yeah, I'm ready. I, I did read this part. This is good fun. Uh, he passionately disliked bare feet and would chase anyone away from his enclosure, even spit at them if they were wearing sandals or flip flops. But Which are, are thongs. Yes, correct. In case you didn't know mm. what flip-flops But Sammy, were. you've got bare feet, mate. Yeah. What are you doing? Bit of a double standard oh, there. I think so, yeah. You know, <laughs> Jealous of, of attention of another, uh, his his partner's giving another man, you know, double standards on feet. And, mm. and yeah. So it just sounds like toxic masculinity has Absolutely. ruled his life. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't a small cage physically. Maybe it was a small cage of uh, of toxic masculinity of the patriarchy and the patriarchy, the patriarchy yeah. bars made of patriarchy mm-hmm. yeah yep. <laughs> primatriarchy oh yes yeah <laughs> if I looked a little distracted for the past thirty seconds it's because I was trying to think Should've of worked that assorted in. puns toxic monksculinity now that just sounds like monks being toxic which mm. I mean is is true in some cases but I've got to pull you up uh, not a monkey he's an orangutan, he's an orangutan. which is a gorilla. Okay. No, an ape. Okay. Right. <laughs> Fuck. But gor- okay. All right, man. Get your facts. If you're going to be doing a podcast, he's a great about- ape. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. That's the thing I'd like to say. Obviously, some of his behaviour hasn't been great, mm-hmm. but he is a great From ape. From a species standpoint, he is in fact a great yes. ape. Okay. Uh, so that was a bit of fun, but obviously, I'm. So- I'm. So- the next paragraph. And the Does it say paragraph. when he dies? Yes. Okay. Sadly, Sammy passed away in December 2010. He was found at very early in the morning, still in his night nest and appeared to have passed away peacefully in his sleep, which is, you know, whether that's true or not, it's nice that they've tried to make us feel yeah. okay about it. I mean, it. they probably swept away the drug paraphernalia. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they got that away before the coroner got there. And yes. And it's like, mm, yeah, no, it looks yeah. looks like he fell asleep, guys. <laughs> Took his hand off his dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Closed his laptop. <laughs> yeah. Deleted the search history. Mm-hmm. And uh, his passing came as a shock to all the centre staff and a necropsy, necropsy. What was that? Is that like it's like an autopsy? I guess it's an autopsy. Yeah, neck, but it's done through the neck. All right. I can only assume. Sure, let's I'm speculating that's... now. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. That showed that he died of heart failure, uh, a serious problem for adult male great apes. And then they go on to tell us what great apes are: gorillas, bonobos, chimpanzees, and orangutans. We, we, we know. We're we professionals. Go, we're doing a primate podcast. We wouldn't not know that. Surely. Mm. I'm just writing that down. Okay, good for later. Excellent. Uh, and under trivia, which mm-hmm. feels like this isn't trivial at all, it says he is a Bornean orangutan. Have that's... you noticed that I have trouble saying orangutan? Yeah, well, Every I time say, I say it slightly differently. Well, it's orangutan, but I say orangutan. Great. Because yeah, it's I, just that's how that's how your brain works. Yes. I, I want to put a G at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I think I've... 
spoken about that in a past episode or maybe a future episode. Uh, <laughs> maybe I, every episode. I, who I, knows? I once lost money on a bet. I was sure it was a, the G wasn't in the middle, that it was at the end. Uh-huh. A, a ranatang yeah. is how I, I was sure. Anyway, that is not. I think we've case. spoken about this off air, but, but past Matt. Bet on anything. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you had a that's true. situation. Yeah, look, on. I had a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I can say it. I haven't. You know. Can you say how much money you bet on? Was it a sportsman's bet? Was it just for honor? Oh, that one was. Yeah, it was five bucks. Okay, well, that's all right. Five then. Bucks, yeah, I only there was only. I think I only made two reckless bets, uh-huh. and they were also the two bets that made me realize okay, right. that maybe it wasn't for me. Mm, I understand. And both also included being. Oh, one of them included being quite drunk as well. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. And that was just like, oh, that having the ability to gamble on your phone at any time oh, absolutely. is very yeah. dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're aware of that. And I imagine <laughs> I imagine that those two things go hand in hand. Um, yeah. But that's a subject for another podcast. That is. We're uh, talking about monkeys yeah. and stuff. Not monkeying about with money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't how would you how would you describe Sam's performance as Dunstan? He's pretty good. Like, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched many. I mean, every movie, the last, I would say the last 10 movie I've seen. 10, ten movie. <laughs> the last 10 movie I've seen. <laughs> I reckon the last 10 movies I've seen that are, have apes or, or primates or orangutans in them have all been CGI. It's been right. Andy Serkis in a ping pong ball suit <laughs> yeah. and they've just CGI'd a monkey on the top of him. Yes. Like, it's been a long time since I've, I think I've seen a monkey movie that has an actual monkey in it. And it's, it's a it is it's interesting to see the difference, and I don't know how I feel about it, mm-hmm. um, because it especially when you're putting him in a cage as soon as he retires. Yeah, right. That makes it feel a bit more fucked. Yeah, at one point he's smoking a cigarette. Right. I'm, I don't know if I've got that bit. I know he drank um, perfume. He does drink perfume, but which one- I assume isn't perfume. But- no, right. Uh huh. Yeah, he, at one point he samples a whole bunch of perfumes while he's. But we should we should point. So so Lord Rutledge has brought him in. He brings him in in a suitcase and he cracks the suitcase open and it's like a little. It's like a tiny little hotel room. Yeah, it's got a shower curtain <laughs> and it's got like it's got like posted like photos on the walls. Yeah, and it's got like all the amenities that a monkey being smuggled into a real hotel oh, it's would like require. A little cage. Yeah, it's a, li- oh. a little leather cage. Oh. But Lord Rutledge has brought him in there specifically so he can he can be like a second story man and rob all the all the rich guests. He's yes. going to find some rich marks. He's a like cat he's gonna- burglar sort yeah, of uh-huh. setup. Mm. And he and. and well, sort of the thought was why because he was pretty incompetent. He had to call him up. Lord Rutledge called him up into the room. So they'd cased out this particular uh, guest at the hotel who had was wearing a lot of expensive jewellery and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, she's obviously the mark. He goes in. Um, Lord Rutledge calls him up and he goes, only jewels, no junk. Uh-huh, yeah. It's like if if you're having to explain this to him, he's not a very good accomplice. No, right. uh-huh. Surely you'd get someone. And I, and I was saying, get, get a kid. A or small someone, man. Yeah, just someone who can... Get that little guy from Ocean's Eleven. Sure. You know? Yeah, he can fit. He fits in suitcases. <laughs> fits in suitcases. Yeah. But learn to climb the outside of a hotel room yourself. As he, as you, he you're was from the circus. I mean, surely you know some acrobatic Andy skills. Andy Circus. <gasps> Get Andy Circus. Get Andy Circus. Oh, the king he of the can circus. do both. Yes. As he was, because I was, I was fully going. Why? I don't understand. Why not just get a human? Uh-huh. And then as uh, Dunstan was climbing out the window and up up a drain pipe, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, 
<laughs> but, oh, that that might be why. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm really glad they wrote that in. Otherwise, I would have had trouble getting past that. <laughs> sure, right. That fatal flaw. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he... That's the whole... The reason Dunstan uh, checks in is to to take uh, take the gold. So, in that, he... There's, there's a lot of fun in that scene. He tries on a lot of different hats. Yep, he puts some underpants on his head, <laughs> some ladies' underpants, yes. no less. Uh, there's a real... Yeah, there's... Uh, it's like one of those... It's that montage that's in so many movies, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's different in this case. Normally, it's a person yeah, yeah, going yeah. to buy clothes, probably someone who's wealthy for the first time. That's right. Yes, <laughs> perhaps a hobo who's found a, a briefcase full of uh, full of money. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, time to get a new suit. Here we so go. So we're going on a, we're going on a shopping montage, but in this case, it was uh, an orangutan. orangutan. Uh, thief. Just say Rangtang. I'm going to say Rangtang from this point forward. <laughs> Rangtang. Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Ranger. That's why, yeah. That's why I can't say it right is because I've got so much trauma growing up as a redhead and um, being called a Ranger <laughs> my whole life. So I just can't. I stutter on that word. No, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You've learned. See, that's we've learned another thing about human nature there. Yeah. People can be cruel. <laughs> People can be cruel. Mm-hmm. We can. Thanks, mum. <laughs> that's right. We're allowed. <laughs> yep. So, um, uh, writer uh, Army Archard from Variety um, sat in and watched some of the shoot. I was going to say, I don't know anything about the production of this movie. So, uh, this is from their article in in Variety about that and what they observed. Um, Army, which I'm not sure I was going to say he, could be a she, could be. Somewhere between. Let's say they mm-hmm. uh, Very uh, diplomatic. said, in the scene I watched, Sam displayed the acting versatility about which director, Quapus, oh, we should say the director's name. It's Quapus. It's one name, like Madonna, but Quapus. Um, Ken Quapus. Oh, Ken Quapus. Kenny Quapus. Kenny Quapus. Which, which is a fantastic name. Mm-hmm. Uh, K-Quapus. So, so Army said, Sam displayed the acting versatility about which director, Quapus, Kenny Quapus, had told us. So obviously Quapus was singing the praises. He'd of Sam. really he'd really big this 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 monkey up. Putting yeah. the pressure on. Yeah, for sure. But Sam Don't you delivered. disappoint me, Sam, you son of a bitch. I will put you in a cage. But not not the good small cage you get at retirement. A, a bad small cage. Yeah. A not, punishment cage. Not the reward small cage mm-hmm. we give you. Yeah. And there or we should also say um yeah the relationship in the movie mm. um, between Dunstan and Lord Farquhar <laughs> um, is not a nice one. No, the Lord has a cane which has like a like an electric shock. Is that what it is? I think so. I was thought it was it? a contain. I thought it was a cane containing a smaller cane. <laughs> <laughs> I thought didn't it? Wasn't it like a zapper? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, maybe I. I might have included added that in. Okay. I mean, I was trying. To, I was trying really hard to concentrate. I thought it, I. I literally thought it was a cane containing like a like a like a switch, like a like oh. a like a metal rod or whatever. Oh, to hit with. To hit him. Oh, yeah. maybe that's all. But it then was. I'm like, well, why didn't you just use the? You can still hit somebody with a cane. I imagine that zap then maybe, and then later on there was a little claw that came out the top of it. Oh. Do you remember that bit? No. He put it. He pushed a button, and there was a claw that came out for the grabbing? top of it for grabbing. Oh yeah. Okay. He was using it as a thread as well. So this oh. cane. Had maybe multiple, maybe one, maybe no ways maybe no to functions. <laughs> but it was definitely it was used as a as like a, a stick. You yes. know the old carrot and the stick. Mm, no carrots in this movie, just sticks. Just sticks. And in the and obviously Cancer the sticks, sticks. It, sticks metaphorical. Yes. Um. And in this case, played by a stick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
a metaphorical stick played by a stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the cancer sticks as well. But that was of Sammy's own choosing. But That's who knows? True. Maybe the Lord. Uh, was the one who got him, got him addicted, to addicted in the first place. Mm. Jeez, he's a bloody bastard. What a bastard. Yeah, I know, right? Not he's, a good guy. He's a real a-hole. I mean, he's very charming, though. A charming you know I love a bad boy. Yeah, especially when he bags out things in front of people. Yeah, that's so... Oh, it gets me going. It's, a, it's almost become a cliche. People will say that they judge people um, not on how they treat their friends, but how they treat... The waiter. Waits, the waiter. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, yeah, and, but in those days... They tre- People loved it. Yeah, they love. If you treat the waiter badly, Ooh. then it's a thumbs up from me. Ooh. <laughs> um, I I have not got through this sentence. Um, All right, sure. So um, this is what Army from Variety said. So watch the scene. Quarpus um, bigged him up and said, mm-hmm. "Sam, get a load of this acting versatility." <laughs> Sam donned, and that's talking about this. We got a real Anthony Hopkins here. <laughs> Right, so Anthony t- Jumpkins. Okay, I was I was going to give you time to think okay. of it. You didn't need it. <laughs> didn't need the time. I was going to say by the time I finish this paragraph, you I need you to have. I can a think set. of a better one. Okay, okay. So and and he was obviously talking about the scene we were talking about with the hats and the um um the fun romp. Mm-hmm. This is a real. This was distilled romp into one scene. It said Sam donned and discarded chapeau. Would that be right? Chapeau oh. after chapeau. Oh, like a hat. Yes. Yeah, yes. that was the kind of those kind of like weird. Like um, Art Deco style yes, fashion for sure. hats, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. What are that thirty? They were big in the thirties. Anyway, the hotel was like a big Art Deco hotel, mm. I think. Anyway, okay. Sam donned and discarded. <laughs> we're never going to get through this sentence. <laughs> How about the remainder? Every remaining episode of this podcast, just forget what other movies people are going to talk about. I think you just want to three or see four if we can words get, from this we, paragraph. See if we can get through the whole sentence by the end of this season. Sam donned and discarded chapeau after chapeau. Mm. Confident, I'm not saying that right. Exactly as the script demanded. He had also turn, uh, tuned in. TV and frowned at all the programs until he jumped for joy, obviously, because mm-hmm. uh, his name is Anthony Jumpkins. Yes, thank you. Until <laughs> he jumped for joy when he saw Planet of the Apes. Oh, well, oh that's right. Yeah. Yes, there were two. So, twi- a couple of classic um, primate movies featured on TVs, that and I think it was the original King Kong or a, certainly an old King Kong. Yes, that's true. Version, um, and he enjoyed both of those. Oh, very yeah. good. A couple of fun homages. And then he, he boarded himself up in his trailer and he demanded to watch them in full before yes. he would continue. I don't know if Army Archard is easily impressed or if that... I guess that is good that... It is surprising that a, an orangutan uh, is able to uh, follow a script that closely. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because uh, what... Did they do it in jump cuts? I can't even remember. In my mind, it's jump cuts, but it yeah. sounds like the jump cuts w- were just there stylistically, not... As Seems like this, this is a this was he's a one take monkey. Yeah. This guy, yeah, right. Ape, please. Sorry, I'm sorry. That, every episode, I'm going to have to correct people. <laughs> I know, right? This is <laughs> you built know. a rod for your own back here. It's not you're not going to be happy. <sighs> Very disappointing. Now, have you thought of a secondary Anthony Jumpkins? Um, Don't make me do a jump cut here. Anthony okay. Bananas. <laughs> That's good. Sir Anthony Bananas. Sir Anthony Bananas. Then you know. Then yeah. you know. Yeah. Sir then Anthony you know who Bananas. I'm referring to. Sir Anthony Bananas. Oh, because apes like bananas. Correct, yes. You're great. Yeah. I thought it was because this character is absolutely He's absolutely bananas. bananas. We'll see. It works on two levels. Do you think... Here's the next thing I've written down. There's a real hodgepodge of notes I've got in <laughs> okay, this Okay, great. Um, the budget was $16 million. Are you surprised by that? You, you're you're a real movie man. We should say we haven't really talked about who you are, but you're a big... Your job is uh, is movies. Basically, yes. talking about movies uh-huh. uh, on your podcast, The Weekly Planet, and you know budgets. 
Right. Well, sixteen look, million dollars in nineteen ninety six. Is that that feels like it's a reasonable budget without being wild? Yeah. Look, to me that seems low. Right. That I don't know. That's so they. You think it looks good? It looks pretty good. They did they, well for the. 16 I think million. so. Yeah. I just feel like a, a production because you know they say never work with children or animals. Yes. This has children and animals. That's right. Animal, <laughs> but the that that seemed I I would if you said how much. Would it? How much would it cost to produce a movie with an ape in it, like a real one? Yeah. In most of the scenes of the movie, I'd be like, one billion dollars. So many takes. Yeah, so many takes. But it he's going to get grumpy. He's going to fight somebody at some point. Yes. He's going to he's going to rip Jason Alexander's genitals off. You know. Oh wow! I don't. I didn't read about that. Well, he so did. Maybe but he could have. He could yeah. have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the budget. Maybe they. Maybe they. The, they initially budgeted for a billion dollars <laughs> and were right. su- pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. And it worked out for the best because at the box office it made under ten million dollars. Oh, okay. So, which is surprising to me because I saw it. I assume <laughs> right. if I saw a movie, then surely how many others must have? Lots. Yeah, peeps, right? You know, I'm a small sample size of one. But, but you, if you extrapolate from that, yeah, that's everyone in the world. But you're absolutely a follower as well. You only go to a movie if. Millions of other people exactly. tell you to That's see right. it. So, so yeah, maybe you was... read maybe you read this review from Kestrel magazine oh. that I'm looking at here <laughs> that says gut wrenchingly funny and an unforgettable masterpiece that will be remembered for generations to come. Yeah, <laughs> that that sounds that's ringing bells. Yep. Did you read maybe this review from the Los Angeles Times that says it's a delightful and funny family film of exceptional high style, as light as a f- souffle and just as delicious. So it did. It did really well with critics at the, at the time. time. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's I think it's just Rotten Tomatoes. It's just it's right. just the haters. It is so easy to you know judge what they say something. About haters, are they gonna? They gonna hate. Gonna hate. Thanks. Yeah, gonna hate, Thank yeah. you. I always forget how that finishes. <laughs> I know they're gonna do something. I forget. What yeah. are they gonna? They're gonna make a. They're gonna rock pasta bake. They're gonna rock out. Gonna... Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Rock, yeah. yeah. Haters gonna rock. <laughs> you know, that's what yeah. haters do what haters do. And that's bloody rock that's out. Rock out. This kid we're talking about, it's obviously Sam, big player. The other, uh, other lead apart from Jason Alexander, who is in like, in peak sort of Seinfeld fame at this stage as That's well. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. At that stage, I did read uh, an interview with him from this time, and he thought the next season of Seinfeld w- would probably be the last, but they ended up making a few more. Right, okay. Something that did come up a bit was that he had a bit. He was wearing a toupee in this movie. That is correct, yes. Which was, I, I guess, it was to help because he was so famous as the George character from Seinfeld. That's true, yeah. That they needed to do something vi- vi- visually to differentiate him. I get mm. I imagine that was probably the um the thinking. And he's quite he's quite suave and sophisticated. Yes. He's always very well dressed in this movie and he's got the toupee, yeah. That's right. He, there's only one brief moment where he he kind of does a George yell. I can't remember what he said, but it was it was some it was a real great classic George moment. Mm. 
But this is the movie to prove his range. Yes. He's more than George from Seinfeld. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a caring father. Mm-hmm. Um, to the two annoying kids. To the, yeah. Which Thoroughly would, annoying kids. Jeez, they are annoying to him so much. They're the His worst. patience is so big. And they're just, this, the whole, he gets, he gets bailed up by Faye Dunaway and she's like, listen, we've got a reviewer coming in. We might get a sixth star out of this, out of this review. I need you to cancel all your plans or I'm going to fire you. I'm going to fire everybody. I'll fire everybody you love. I'll kill your family. So you're going to cancel your vacation. And the kids are like, Dad, I hate you. Why have you canceled the vacation? Boo. And you, you kid, you were literally in the room when she threatened you, when you, you, she threatened it, me. It was very clear. Do you yeah. want me to lose my job? Yeah, but right. Dad. And, yeah, he's he's under the table hiding and, and nagging at him in the middle of this while – George, Ale- Jason Alexander is still trying to go, shut up. Yeah, right. Shut up. You're not meant to be here. They told me to not let you around. You've got to be yeah. out of everyone's way. I'm risking my job every second you're here. And it's still just going, uh, Dad, shut the fuck I hate up. that kid. Yeah, that- I think child, child actors have gotten a lot, a lot better at not being annoying, Yeah, I find, in modern modern day movies. But back then, people were like, we you know love what, them annoying. You know, we, we love kids to, to be incredibly annoying. Whiny. And it's like, no, don't, like, clearly have any sort of awareness. <laughs> what are you, a child? Ugh. Oh, yeah. What, is this a movie for kids? <laughs> Yuck. No, it's not. It's a movie for men in their 30s for watching <laughs> for a podcast in 2018. That's what this movie was made for, right? Exactly. Do you God. think when Quenny, Kenny Quackus or whatever, the director got together with uh, the writer... John Hopkins, mm-hmm. Kenny Quappus. Oh, of the medical school. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, jumping, jumping John Hopkins. Yes. Mm-hmm. His uh, nickname, of course, being uh, Sir John Bananas. Oh, I get it. Uh, he, yeah, they got together and said, you know, one day this is going to be a movie talked about by people in their 30s. Yeah, that's right. Um, on this thing called podcast, which, you know, it doesn't matter if you know what that means or not. Yeah. Um, but Just putting it out there. It's going to yeah. be important. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, the, but the bloody hell, that kid was annoying. That scene was kind of fun. That kid was very annoying. <laughs> but um, Faye Dunaway goes, you got to fire someone. She just had this, she liked to inflict pain. She's a monster. She was, yeah, she was a real evil archetype. Is she going to get her comeuppance? I hope so. Well, I wonder. In the most 90s way possible. I wonder if this huge cake will play, <laughs> play into it at all. Uh-huh. Uh, geez, it's a big cake. It's a big old cake, I wonder isn't if it? it yeah, one person could conceivably leap out of that cake or fall into that cake. I wonder what's going to... Mm. It's Chekhov's cake. If you show a, ca- a giant cake in the first act, somebody's got to fall in that cake yeah. in the finale. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I can't help but feel that that cake is... Is a ridiculously sized cake. Mm. How how are they cutting? I mean, the icing's only on the outside bits. There's some parts of that cake yeah. so deep within yeah, that are yeah. nowhere near icing. Do they get? Are they going to get all the guests to line up according to how much they paid for their rooms? Right. And if you're a rich, you're if you if you paid for the penthouse, you get you get icing on like three sides. You get a corner piece. Yes. But if you like, if you like. Down in the basement, you get a you get an all you get an all cake piece. Yeah, you just get a handful of cake. They just dig it out and they put it in your palms and they're like, "Take your next, dry cake, get next. out, yeah, get out of here." <laughs> yeah, that was I love a huge cake. Me too. I love yeah. do love a huge cake. Um, but yeah, that so that scene, uh, the kids under the table, Faye Dunaway is is going. I want someone fired. I don't care who, but maybe this woman who um, made a small mistake earlier in the film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he goes, he go, he goes. All right, I know how to handle this. I've got a system. Mm-hmm. He says you can have a week's paid leave, mm-hmm. uh, 
as long as you leave here crying. And then that little bit of them sort of a slow little coaching of her how to cry, that was a pretty fun. Pretty fun scene, right? That was maybe, that was one of, I'd say, top three moments of the film. Ooh. What, did you have, I laughed out loud one time, which I was not expecting at all. (laughs) Not uh, unironically laughed out loud. Oh, it wasn't a. I mean, I did that the whole, the rest of the film. I didn't stop. Scoff. (laughs) Scoff. I've said said the word scoff. Yeah, I said scoff, scoff. <laughs> silly, silly moment. Mm. Uh, but there was this moment where there was um, George and 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 Lord Fardquad was mm-hmm. having a fight in the kitchen, uh-huh. a comedy fight. They were mm-hmm. throwing eggs at each other. There was a yep. big whisk at one mm-hmm. point, and it, it was all, it was a car, real cartoon moment. It's something out of a Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoon where uh, George Alexander <laughs> hits. Uh, Lord, the Lord, with a massive um, whisk, uh-huh. and he sort of like jiggles like it's His been body vibrate. shakes, yeah. yeah. But that, that that's fun, sure. But that didn't get a laugh out of me. The next bit Ooh. was when he grabbed a big bag. I think it was a flower that uh-huh. had a bit of a hole in it, and he went to th- hit the Lord with the flower. But as he flipped it over, all the flower fell, fell out, out, yeah. And he just sort of very lightly. <laughs> Swatted him, swatted with a bag. him with an empty bag. Mm. Oh, like that—that that got me That's... for some reason. Oh, <laughs> very, very good. They've done it again for the first time. That was the only moment of the whole film I didn't—I wasn't saying scoff. <laughs> wow. Scoff, scoff. So, that, so that's one of your top three moments. Yeah, they're two of my top three. Okay. The coaching of the crying. Yes. The uh, the hitting of the. Interestingly, both non-sound I was going to say they're non-monkey moments, aren't they? I mean, none of them are monkey moments because he's an ape. So <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. So you were testing me, <laughs> but... <laughs> Dodge that, Bullis. Uh, Eric Lloyd, the kid who's on the posters and that sort of stuff, did you, did you know his other big role? No. His other big role... As a grown-up or as a kid? As a kid as well, around okay. that time, was the son in the Santa Claus movies. Oh, Tim I see. Allen's son. Mm-hmm. Um, so he... He had a big time in the 90s. He has had a bit of a tough time of it since. Okay. <laughs> uh, the roles thin out as you go along. Um, uh, quite a few straight-to-video kind of things. Uh, he played in a – he played uh, – he voiced Blanky in 1998, only a couple of years later, in uh, a show called The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think things probably fell away. Um, and then the la- two of the last three movies were Santa Claus uh, sequels uh-huh. and hasn't done anything since t- 2011. Maybe he's moved on to other things. Probably, yeah. Uh, well, look, he's always available if they they want to do a gritty Dunstan Checks In reboot. That's true. Actually, yeah. I'm just reading here on his Wikipedia page. Hello. A couple of years ago, he partnered um, with uh, a friend from college and opened a production studio. Oh. Oh, that's good. Uh, focusing on uh, production and post-production music and film um, located in Glendale, California. That sounds like a smart move, really. I agree, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. to production. Yeah, get behind the scenes. I don't know if it was the high-pressure work on the Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars that made him go, I, I'm can't done. Can't do this anymore. I can't yeah. do any of this on screen, yeah, yeah, even yeah. if it's only my voice. The trip to Mars was a nightmare. Yeah. I don't know why we had to record the audio on Mars. On Mars. Um, it was just, my bones are so brittle now because exactly. of all my time in space. The little toaster burn up on re-entry. <laughs> That's right. Um, the little toaster's gone. Yeah, and mm. that is hard to get past. Obviously, also my, my great friend and um, main acting partner, Sam, mm. the orangutan, yep. <laughs> um, passed away. And I just don't know if I can, you know, seeing all my friends go in this way. I don't know if that means going into 
production means you avoid going to the actor's cage, in re- the actor's retirement cage? Yeah. Um, is that a loophole he's found? I think maybe it is, yeah. that's. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, I set you up with some real fun. You could have said anything <laughs> I there. I could have said anything there, but I said, yeah. And I think that's, look, I'm a yes, I'm not a yes and guy. I'm just a yes guy. Yes guy. I think that's great. <laughs> I think you're there for support. Yep. See, I did it again. You did it again. Do you want to hear about some of the award nominees uh, the movie got? Yes. Um, Are there any Razzies involved? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't as widely. Well, no. Maybe, not- these, maybe these positive reviews that I've been reading are sarcastic. <laughs> it's hard to determine tone. Can you, can you read, reread part of one of those in a sarcastic tone? Okay, yeah, cool. Okay. Well, this is, this is Kestrel magazine, so I don't know if it's... um. Is like it, a, it's is not it, a it's is not it a Batuta advocate style. Yeah, maybe onion. it is. Maybe it's an onion. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't... It like I don't know what kind of pedigree it has, but here we go. <clears throat> this movie's gut wrenchingly funny. <laughs> it's an unforgettable masterpiece that'll be remembered for generations to come. And I'm making the jack off motion yeah. while I say that, obviously. In brackets, scoff, 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 yeah, scoff, yeah, scoff. exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but the the Razzie Award wasn't for the movie itself. Uh, it was for. The Razzie word for worst supporting actress for Faye Dunaway. Okay, right. I don't know if she was noteworthily bad. No, she was just yeah. in it for a minute. Yeah, That's, yeah. She just, I'm, I'm here. I'm evil. Yeah, yeah. And she was fine. Yeah. In she that fell role, into that she... cake. Spoiler alert: She falls into the cake. <laughs> she did fall into. She the cake. fell in a cake. She's like, whoa, 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 and she fell into the cake. I think, and that was a great moment. I thought her. I believed. I believed that entirely. I, I don't know if she, she actually. I don't. I believe she didn't want to fall into a cake. <laughs> yep. But she did fall into a cake, and it was unpleasant. Yes. Yeah. That all felt real. Oh, Jason Alexander slaps her with some cake at one point. Yeah. 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 He gets. He gets fired because. Um, well, yeah. Something. Another ang- uh, whole side story of this movie is Pee Wee Herman is like hunting. Yeah, Paul Rubens. Pee Wee Herman, he's um he is he is hired to hunt the orangutan. Yeah, with a he's got a golf bag. He's got a golf bag full of guns. <laughs> he's got all sorts of tranquilizer guns. But the the proviso is that he's he's got tranquilizer darts, but they're very powerful and they will definitely kill the the, the gorilla if the orangutan which, if if he hits w- with it. Yeah, which is wild. Why a tranquilizer then? Just use I a guess, regular gun. I, but I guess it's because, it, yeah, it will... Doesn't want to kill any hotel guests. The humans will be put to sleep, but an orangutan would somehow be killed. An mm. orangutan who is much stronger than a human. Yes, right. So I don't know if that... I'm no scientist. Sorry to... Fuck, I'm so sorry to have to tell you this way, <laughs> mate, so, but I am no scientist. Oh, what? Yeah, I know. And where are you getting all this scientific uh, lingo from, look, then? Some of it, it's just from the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but so... He's going around with his golf club, uh, golf club bag full of guns, um, hunting the orangutan, and then and the kid overhears this, and that's why he really ups his game to save Dunstan. And it's a real, it's a real uh, Elmer Fudd, uh, Bugs Bunny situation. Yes. I feel that's that's where the that's where the bloody the Warner Brothers situation it really kicks in. There it was. I reckon they did have conversation about this being a a cartoon. But in real life. But in real life. What if, what if cartoon in real life? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why they cast uh, the closest thing they could get to Bob Hoskins from uh, Roger Rabbit, who framed Roger Rabbit, which was... Paul Rubin's convicted sex offender. Right. Yep. Is he? No, he was arrested for indecent exposure at one point. 
in oh, like 91. Right. So He had a wank in a movie theater? Yeah. Which is really quaint when you think about it. What a what a what a world. I feel all I, th- I feel all those convictions should be overturned <laughs> in the modern day. Yeah, things have gotten worse. All mo- all marijuana convictions should be overturned now that it's mostly legal, and all wanky theatre <laughs> convictions should be well in porn theatres. Right, it was, not in oh, a regular theatre. He, he wasn't, wasn't in a regular no, he was, in. no, he was in. He wasn't in a regular theatre. No, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, who what? A porn theatre as an idea is wild. Isn't anyway. it, though? Yeah. Uh-huh. And to be surprised by someone wanking in there? Yeah. Who's setting up a sting operation at a porn theatre? I feel it's that's poor form, really. I, I imagine Rubens was like, really? Are yeah. you serious with this? There's people in there going, oh, this, please. Yeah. We don't want to see anything like that here in a porn mm. theatre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to watch someone on screen wanking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to see it over there. Mm. Uh, so, uh, and something, you know, it, it is sort of weird to see a guy going around uh, in a hotel with a bag stra- full of guns. I should stress I don't think he was ever convicted of being okay, a sex great. offender. Just for, for legal purposes. For like, yeah. yeah. He was just arrested. Just a wretched. A wretched. He was just a wretched, Talk- he was just a wretched man. <laughs> he was a wretched man. <laughs> he seems like a very nice man. Great. Okay, okay good. Okay, good. Uh, and that's why I was getting such big ro- roles. And it, I think it did say, I don't think it seemed a bit weird, this guy going around with guns. Felt a bit weird. But then I remembered this was in a pre-9-11 world. Yes. Don't you think that ma- that does make a big difference? I don't think you'd get away with that in a post-9-11 world. Really? It was a simpler time back oh, okay, then. Okay, if you say so. All People right. are allowed to go around with a bag of guns. No, I think in America, in busy- st- I think in America you're still ar- allowed to go around in a b- with a big bag of guns. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On f- on a- In a kid's film? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. So, Faye Dunaway was nominated for the Razzie for Worst Supporting Actress. It was it was for this movie and also for The Chamber, which is a movie I'm not familiar with. I don't know that either. It sounds like, a, sounds like serious business. It was. I think it was a, a John Grisham or Oh, yeah. Okay, a, yeah. Right. Okay, legal drama. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. Uh, and also, I, d- I, d- I hadn't heard of these, but I guess they're like a Razzie's equivalent. Uh, also, she was up for the same award at the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. Oh. <laughs> well, they really spell out what they're about. Yeah, right. The Stinkers Bad no, Movie Awards. People were confused when they said the Stinkers Awards. Oh, okay. Is for that that the most fragrant <laughs> film? No. Oh, okay. Oh, we're going to have to add in a couple more words. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, for uh, The Chamber and Dunstan Checks In. Okay. But only nominated, what didn't win either of those. Um, but it was it was also nominated. Qu- quick question: Would you rather win a Razzie, or would you rather be nominated for a Razzie and not win it? Yeah, it feels like you're so close. I th- I guess I'd rather win. I yeah, think if you're gonna be bad, be real bad. Yeah, I just awards, chew that scenery. You know, I kind of hate the idea of the Razzies. Me too. It's, it feels so lame. It's, yeah, it just feels like people do it. The scoffy thirty year old guys. Oh, should we? Should we? Have our own awards called the Scoffies. The Scoffies, yeah. It's the movie we scoffed at the most this year. <laughs> That's. I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know if they. There's a little bit of an inconsistency there. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was nominated for some positive awards, including the Young Artist Awards, uh, and it was nominated for Best Family Feature, Musical or Comedy, uh, and also Best Performance in a Feature Film, Actor Age Ten or Under for, for the the man Eric Lloyd. Okay, um, not for Sam. Not for Sam, which okay. is, you know, I'm furious about. Me too. Uh, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that stage, Sam was only seven years old, so eligible. Could have won. Eligible, certainly, yeah. So, yeah, bullshit. I don't, I don't know who's to blame for that, but I'm furious. I just want you to know that, um, and I want everyone to know that. 
when you picked this, so you picked this movie without having seen it. Correct, yes. Is it, it's just, it's kind of lived on. People know the name. Well, that's the thing. I knew the name. When you said, do you want to come and talk about a monkey movie? I said, Dunstan checks in. And I said, that's not, 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 not being movie. aware that it was not a monkey movie, but an ape movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which still is fine. It primates. Something no one's used as yet is the fact that humans are primates. I was thinking that earlier, and nearly, actually, you know, yeah. nearly every movie, probably <laughs> apart from Cars. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And, um, I you think know, maybe you need to cut that. You need to, you need to close that loophole right now. I, I don't want to because I, I really want to keep that open for <laughs> okay. when talking about- When some prankster mon- comes yeah. in. Yeah, all right. Okay. I think so. But, yeah, so what, what? when going in with your expectations compared to how it was- It they, was not as bad as I thought it would be. If, it did feel like it was going to be worse. I thought it was going to be excruciating. Uh, the kids were just as annoying as I thought they'd be. If, yeah. I, if I'm honest, that was that held up to expectations 100%. The kids were annoying and I hated them. I found, I found the older brother more annoying than the younger brother. Because he was a perv? Yeah, I think it was because he was a perv. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was. I imagine when I was a kid watching it, though, I would have thought he was super, super cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. different it, time. It took years to undo some of the damage he did to me as a young. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Rollerblades. There was that. It was, must have been this real small window when rollerblading was cool. But you've you've only just taken off your rollerblades. I have so, only just know. kicked them off now, mm-hmm. and it was only on rewatching. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, these aren't cool at all anymore. Yeah, this is associated with quite a bad person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a real strange thing for, but I guess, yeah, I don't think they do that anymore. Have a, a teenage boy who is just like overtly a bad, pervy. Yeah, plot. I think maybe he w- they would still have that character, but he would be... The per- everybody would call him a pervert. Yeah. Because they want to get the perving in. Right. You want some perving to take place in the movie for pervs, but you also want a, you want a judgment on that kid. Yes. So I think they would, they would have both. That's true, yeah. I, that's, that's true. You get, you get the best of both worlds then. Mm-hmm. And he did get, I mean, he, at first, the, the first two women he was perving on who'd entered, they just knocked him back straight away and I thought, oh, that's, that's satisfying. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. But then, yeah, when, he was, when he's, the head of security was helping him zoom in. Yeah, right. A couple of sunbathers. Like, this is very no, weird. Inappropriate. So weird. Yeah. Um, what Sometimes we talk about, and I, I can't tell if this is a good way to wrap up or not. And it's, I think, in fact, it's almost definitely not a good way. Mm-hmm. But- we have talked about this in other episodes. Apparently, chimpanzees are about ninety-eight percent shared DNA with with humans. Okay, right. right. Uh huh. What do you think, Dunstan? As a percentage, how much do, of you does he share as a percentage? How much of yourself do you see in Dunstan? Look, I, I I like his I like his sense of adventure. I share his fear of Rupert Everett. Also, <laughs> look, I love I love drinking perfume. Yeah, so that's something. Sure. Uh, just well, I love drinking from mystery bottles. Yeah, you know, if I see some, <laughs> if it's an interesting color, I'll just be like, I'll give that a whirl. Eh? Mystery bottles. Mystery bottles. Yeah. Um. But also, he's that's got you in trouble in the past, hasn't it? Yeah. But it's also led to some of your best adventures. Yes. And moving on. <laughs> Um, but look, and also, but look, the the movie. Here's the thing: the movie rounds out. What happens is Faye Dunaway's like George Costanza. You're fired. Get out of here. You're not going to work here anymore, right? And then and she, you won't work in this industry. That's again. right. And then she gets shoved in a cake. And then her husband, who's just been sort of pottering around for the entire movie, says, "Hey, how about instead of being fired, you go to Bali and you manage her because you're our best manager." Yeah. So let's. How about you and your kids? Go to Bali, where everything, where it's tropical and you, it's like a vacationing all the time. 
yes. and it'll be much lower pressure and, and what have you. And they're like, this is great. And they bring the 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 hotel critic and they're like, listen, come here and you're going to have a fun, relaxing time and it's going to be great and you're going to have all your free meals and free accommodation. You're going to live like a king. And he's like, sounds really good. And then you, we look up and Dunstan with his new family of also yeah. of orangutans is up there. He's got a coconut. A huge coconut. A huge <laughs> deadly coconut and he just lets it loose on the dude's head. And we don't look the, the Wikipedia page says Dunstan causes further trouble by dropping a large coconut which lands on his head. Now we don't see that. No. It maybe, sort of it blanks out the screen. Maybe he dives out of the way at the last minute. Right. Maybe they blank out maybe they blanked out for home video release. They blanked out a really graphic like death of this man where his skull just caves right in. I don't and know. And blood seeps out and credits roll. Yeah, exactly. Dunstan the, checks in, this guy checks out. All the way out. That yeah, because that pro- he probably we can assume he probably killed him. He didn't look agile enough to dive out of the way of that. No. So, but I, so no, I'm not a killer, is what I'm saying. Okay. This is why I mostly come onto this podcast. There's a lot of rumors swirling about. Yes. But I'm not a killer. All right. And, and you wanted this um, platform. This platform exactly um, that goes into homes around the world. Around the world. Uh, to, to and I'm glad you you um and spelled I mean, that mistruth. Well, I mean, I'm I, granted I haven't provided any evidence that I'm not a killer. No, but, but it's up to the police to provide evidence that I am a killer. Yeah. So innocent till proven. Thank murderer. you. The very premise upon which our society is is wrought. So have you given us a percentage? Oh, then I'm going to say fifty percent. Fifty percent. Because I love, 50. I love, I love, I love fun. I love having love fun. fun but I'm moment. also definitely not a murderer. You're not a murderer. Yeah. I think I'm I'm close to what you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also not a murderer. But I've also got red hair, so I reckon I'm like 55%. Yeah, absolutely. You look more like him, don't yep. you? Yeah. Physically, I think yeah, that yeah. gives me an edge. <laughs> for sure, if yeah. If you're looking for an edge. Yeah, you are the winner of this round. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I, do you feel like that last scene in Bali mm-hmm. uh, was setting up for a potential sequel? Oh, they always were in the 90s. That was Dunstan checks in Bali. Yeah, che- d- checks in tropical style. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would have gone yeah. broader. I thought Bali yeah. was interesting because in, in Australia that's an iconically bogan. Um, yeah, that but- is that is a it's a holiday destination for, um. Oh, how do I say this without? It, it's sort of seen as being the worst of Australian travel. They, we go to Bali, yeah. Well, just, just the the behaviour over there is yeah, iconically uh-huh. bad. It's loose. It's not, and it's not very respectful of that of the local culture of local culture. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah uh huh. Um, it's just yeah, that sort of proud to be drunk and obnoxious Australian yeah, right, uh-huh. culture mm. is the stereotype of it. But I think you're absolutely right. I think this was setting it up for a sequel. I, if that that was often a, if I remember correctly. In the 90s, there was a, like a script. It was never produced, but there was a script for Beetlejuice Goes Hawaii. So, like, there was absolutely, like, any at any point, if you're like, we, we need to take this franchise in a new direction, they're just like, just go to Hawaii. I th- and it's, uh, just, go to, just go to Tropical. The Brady Bunch did that. That's true, yeah. Uh, but they also, they, uh, Australia was used in that way a lot. Something something goes down under. Quickly down under. Was, the rescue is down under. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that was that was almost a trip. crocodile Dundee down L- under. lives down under. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the few that got sent back. It was crocodile mm. Dundee pig in the city, wasn't yeah. it? Is that yeah, that's it was? the one. Yeah, it was crocodile Dundee pig in the city. Reckless Kelly. Yes, mm-hmm. that was iconic. Iconic. I wonder if did that travel well overseas? Who knows? Yeah, we loved it. <laughs> we really did. So many great performances. Mm. Um, too many to mention. Yep. Do you have any final thoughts on the on the iconic classic movie Dunstan Checks In? 
I just want to reiterate, I'm not a murderer. Okay, great. Yeah. I think that's okay. really important. That was my takeaway from the movie. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I kept, when I stopped to stop scoffing, I had one giggle <laughs> and then I went, hang on a second, Meso isn't a murderer after all. That's right. Well, that's been fun. Uh, some- I've had a lot of fun. Something else we do yes. uh, in the show. I li- I'm saying something. I'm, what's I'm, with you and your gotcha journalism? What's, th- what's <laughs> this? You're always springing stuff on people. I don't like it, Matt. I, I don't know why uh, I'm I'm fighting so hard to pretend like this show has a history and there are things that we do. Yeah, for sure. There are traditions that have Another, been enshrined in this. Yeah. I'm, I've written in traditions from the very get-go. Uh, mm. But one of them is uh, we talk about a sporting mascot. Yeah, okay. From around the world of sport, Ooh. interestingly enough. Ooh. Uh, and 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 for the most part, I'm trying to get um, primate mascots. I think I'm starting to run low on those uh, uh-huh. very early on, and we might go to um, other fun mascots soon. Oh yes! But this week, I, I found this one quite quite fun. Um, it is the and surprising too. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. They've got an unofficial mascot called the Rally Monkey. Huh? You'd think. Given that they are the Los Angeles Angels, that their mascot might be an angel of some sort, some sort of celestial being. But I guess monkeys do go to heaven, don't they? That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going to establish some canon yes. in this podcast, monkeys it's go to monkeys, heaven. all monkeys go to heaven. And uh, yeah, every, nearly all canon is from Pixie's lyrics. That's true. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Great. I just that is also canon. Mm. It, it, can it be canon that the Pixie's lyrics are canon? Or is that some sort of a like a? No, it is canon. Okay, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they their official mm-hmm. um, mascot is the angels. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But um, according to Wikipedia, which is obviously uh, the bible of the primates podcast, <laughs> um, the character of the rally monkey debuted on June the sixth in the year two thousand. Also uh, in a pre nine eleven world. Yep, exactly. Yeah, which is you know the times were more innocent back then. Exactly. Yeah, you could have. Unofficial mascot. That's right. Now they're all official. They're all official. We had to do that. Everything, you know, paperwork has been a bloody nightmare. <laughs> red a bloody, tape. It's a red tape. It's for yeah, political tape. correctness as well. It's for so on June 6, 2000, when the Angels were trialing the San Francisco. Trialing. Trailing. <laughs> it's funny how words work, huh? If you no, switch letters. In no, the it's order very zone. simple. Oh, it is too. Yeah. Jeez, you've, bring, you've brought wisdom. I was about <laughs> to say you've bringed wisdom. Mm. So I've brunged it. You've brunged, brunged the wisdom. Sorry, thank you. You've mm. brunged wisdom here today. So the Angels were trailing the San Francisco Giants 5-4 in the bottom of the ninth innings, which oh, I'm pretty sure end. Is, is quite, yeah. That's towards the end. Uh, two video operators, Dave Frolino and Jason Humes, took a clip of a monkey jumping around from the 1994 Jim Carrey movie comedy Ace Ventura Pet Detective and superimposed the words Rally Monkey on top of it. <laughs> the Angels scored two runs and won the game. Uh, and you know what? Baseball, I believe baseball players, more than any other sporting players, are very superstitious. superstitious right. They're very much like, okay, well, if I wore these shoes to win, I have to wear these or these socks. I've got to wear, wear these red socks. For, yes, yeah. exactly. Is that where that comes from? Yeah. I've got to wear these white socks. Exactly. Yeah. That's they've those teams have been wearing the same socks for a hundred years. Did you know that? I didn't know. Never that. washed. They're yuck. The curse of the great Bambino was that one time he his housemate accidentally put his socks in the wash, <gasps> and they and and then Boston didn't win another uh, World Series uh-huh. for I think three hundred years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
and well, I, it's I a think, lot of years. Yeah, and it wasn't until they'd worked up enough grot and grit mm-hmm. in the socks again yep. that they were able to once again be the champions of the world. Wow! In this American-only sporting it's competition, correct, yes. which is always great fun. I love uh, uh, God bless America, mm, obviously, absolutely, yeah. Um, Home of the free. Uh, the video clip proved to be so popular that the team hired Katie, a white-haired capuchin monkey, oh, yeah. who previously appeared as Marcel in the television sitcom Friends. Which we've already we've done an episode oh, of wow. that with Alistair Trumbo Birchall. I did not know that. That's great. This is why it's fun to read things for the first time on pod. Then you get the live, you get that live reaction that people love. That's what the fans love. That's what the fans of this podcast love. This podcast. <laughs> this podcast. This is what they love. They love a live reaction. Did you know that? So this is one interesting thing about um about the monk the at the fucking orangutan <laughs> Dunstan <laughs> scoff um, played by just the one. Orangutan. The whole Sammy. time. Yeah. In Friends, Marcel was played by two monkeys, uh, including Katie, who went on to become the rally monkey. Yeah. And also uh, one, I think, called Monkey. Oh, yeah. But And then in another movie, uh, we did um, Most Valuable Primate. <laughs> that chimp was played by three different chimps. This this Sam fella, he's, he's got stamina. He's got maybe endurance. That's why the budget was able to be kept so yeah, tight. Yeah, maybe. So they, they hired the famous... Uh, Katie, who played Marcel, and, f- and filmed these extra uh, videos uh, when seen. She bounces to the House of Pain song, Jump Around, mm-hmm. and sometimes holds a sign proclaiming it's rally time, which I guess rally means come from behind. Yeah, I guess that's probably true, yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. What a, I've learned so much. So that monkey would only be useful when the team is falling behind. Yes. All mm. oh, right. Or maybe it's just rallying generally. Just yeah. rallying the fans. Rallying the fans, maybe going to rallies. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. protests. Protest rallies. Do you think they do baseball teams get into much Well you want to protest sort of you want to protest animal testing, wouldn't right. you? Right. For for the sake of the monkey. That's confusing because if you're protesting, then it feels like you're you're for testing. Oh, I see. So, oh Matt. I mean, you've gotten confused with <laughs> words again. <laughs> you're probably scoffing at me over I'm there. Scoffing, I'm scoffing. As you buddy always tend to do. Uh Cultural references, additional videos featuring the Rally Monkey show her edited into popular films and TV shows such as the Brady Bunch movie, Jurassic Park, Field of Dreams, feels like the first appropriate one, (laughs) Star Trek, Risky Business, War Games, and Animal House. The Angels started selling plush monkeys that fans bring to games. It's a big deal. Yeah, that's huge. a big business. Yeah. Do you think that monkey gets a cut of any of that? Ah. Yeah. I got yeah. some real bad news. No, oh. I think actually Katie's still alive, so that's Ooh. cool. Um, in that cage. <laughs> yeah. She's got such a nice cage She's now. in the retirement cage. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please just let him live out in yeah, some sort come of open on. What are you thinking? scenario. Um, so, yeah, that's that's fun. I feel like that's good fun. If anyone does have any, uh, knows of any other primate sporting mascots, please send them in mm. to me. Maybe at, uh, this may be a good time to tell people about our uh, contact details. You can get to me on Twitter at, at MattStew underscore art. Was Matt Stewart all one word taken? Yes. By someone who doesn't tweet? Is that yeah. my guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. terrific. Yeah. You got to make him an offer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, can I have it, please? I'll be your best friend. Oh, yeah. it's very valuable if you're yeah. listening, Matt Stewart. Totally. Imagine the real that. Matt Stewart. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Mm. It sucks. It's, it doesn't suck at all. But, That's um, fine. Most friends. Also, um, you produce art. So yes. 
So yeah, yeah. I um, I think I have copped some flack for that. <laughs> I'm like, I had to put a, I had to figure something out. I was trying to avoid numbers. Yeah, right. Exactly. I was pretty happy I got that. I had to get in pretty early even to get that. I've mm-hmm. had that for about ten years. Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. I think I have. Yeah. I think I signed up in like '09. Congratulations. What an interesting history. I agree. This has turned into, and we can get on to you, Meso, at Wikipedia I'm Brown. At Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram at Nick Meso. N I C K M A S E A U. And I'm on Instagram, uh, Matt Stewart Comedy, oh, nice. and I'm also Matt Stewart Comedy on Facebook as well. And uh, we've both got other podcasts. We do. That's true. Not as big as this. Uh, no, obviously Prime not. Primates podcast. No, obviously, love... this is the biggest podcast in the world. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's no shame being second fiddle to this. It's the King Kong of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. That's mm-hmm. what certain journalists have been calling it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, That's I feel right. a little embarrassed by that. And I mean, but... it's hard to determine tone because it's mm. written down, but it sounds genuine. Yeah, so. it does feel genuine. It was, genuine. Written, it was written in that. <laughs> that oh, public... the Kestrel Journal. Yeah, it was written it in the Kestrel. So yeah, yeah. I assume they were being sincere mm-hmm. uh your podcast weekly planet is so fucking good oh stop it matt yours is your <laughs> podcast do go on is so good so you can listen to both of those and we've been on each other's ones if you want to listen to uh, my episode on weekly planet was probably i've heard it um, described in the kestrel as the best ever almost this is a quote yes the king kong oh, of weekly planet episodes wow yeah that sounds like it'd be the biggest one yeah Wow. Yeah, yeah. Real, wow. real big. Like Sounds a big. Big gorilla. Oh. So check those out. I've, I'll have details of that in the notes here. Any final words, uh, Nick Mason Mason? Just the thing about me being a killer. Uh, yeah. You, so, yeah, you're stressing that that is that you are a killer. No, I'm not one. I'm not, not a one. killer. Sorry, yeah, sorry, I should have clarified no, there. That yeah. was worth um, yeah. bringing up one last time. I think so, yeah. In the end, because yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't fully not sunk a, in. Not a murderer. Oh. Yeah. That's good to know. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming by. Yeah, what a pleasure. Do you have some sort of monkey base sign off? Not as yet. Sign off. No. Do you, can you help me come up with one? I think we can probably do it. What do you reckon? All Obviously, right. it's got to have key ingredients like um, um, monkey. Yep. Um, something like you know the classic Australian. The classic Australian sign off is uh, Rove Lives. Say hi to your mum for me. Yep. Uh huh. So you could go with something like say hi to your monkey for me. Say hi to your ape mum for yeah, me. Yeah, your your mum's ape. Yep. Uh huh. You know that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty specific. good. Um, uh, okay. Monkey, ape, great ape, chimp, 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 chimpy, chimpy, chimpy. Next time, chimp, chimpulator, chimpulator. I love it. Chimpulator. Chimpulator. Let's chimpulator. All right. Well, chimpulator, guys. Chimpulator, everyone. Thanks so much for dropping in, and chimp you next time. Chimp you next time. That's oh, versatile. Chimp you next time, you little monkeys. Chimp your mum for me. Chimp your mum. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like how that sounds, but that's fun. That's good stuff. podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. All right. We going? I don't think we're going. Are we going? We're going. Are we? I can't see the little things moving. Grow up, mate. Is, are they not? It, do you think this is my first rodeo? Yes. I can't see the thing moving. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh this guy's good. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.